0: 1-2. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. And friends. He says well,
1: Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to another Sunday night of Max and Friends. Well, if it's your first time tuning in, where have you been over the 11 years? I've been here waiting for you. I'm grateful that you're here tonight. You know, we're in the spirit of just loving in these last couple of Max and Friends. And I love that you're here. And I love that you love. How you loving? My dear friend Valerie Love wrote the other day, if you want to know where how you loving came from in her life, it came from her friend Max Tucci, me. And I read that. I was like, you know what? That just is a reminder that No matter where I am, I know I'm loved. So I want you to all feel that here tonight because I love you for tuning in. Follow me on Instagram, at Max Tucci Radio, Twitter, at Max Tucci. Let's continue the conversation there. Be a part of the show. Tweet me, Instagram me, DM me, slide into my DM, as the kids say, (laughs) and meet me there. Well, you know, I've been here at the LA Talk Radio for 11 years. And there's a wonderful woman that's in the studio, presence of... Many, 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 many hours during the week here at LA Talk Radio. 18 to be exact. Sheena Meadow is a psychic medium, spiritual counselor, intuitive, and emotional empath who specializes in personal vibrational motivation, soul enlightenment, and energetic healing. She is also an interfaith minister who is a staff pastor at founder's mcc.org a teacher and a motivational speaker a paranormal survivor sheena is the host of the haunted playground radio show here and also sheena metal experience and three other programs for la talk radio she's the founder of the rising the vibration.org nonprofit peace love kindness unity movement and sheena's here so you know there's like a bio but then there's like the real thing so welcome to max and friends the real thing sheena how are metal. you my friend it's I'm, so good to be here i'm grateful that you're here you know, it's been like a while. It's 11 years. And I'm yeah. like, why hasn't Gina been on my 25 show? 25 in radio this summer. 25 in radio. 25 in Los Angeles. Wow. What have you learned in these 25 years of doing radio? And where it's gone to?
2: Uh, pretty much being a media personality is that you have to sort of... Consist consistently reinvent yourself. Mm. You have to find ways to keep people interested in you Mm -hmm. and you have to, um, that now in our society more and more, which I think is different than generations before us, Mm -hmm. it's all about being honest. So Mm -hmm. when things change in your life, Mm -hmm. they change in your radio life because you, there can't be an inconsistency with truth Mm -hmm. because people can tell now. And even if you don't talk about it on the air, they'll see it on your social media. Right. So um, it's it's all about um, just being open and honest and and really talking about who you are and making that decision to be a public person that tells the truth about who they are.
1: I love, I, I'm hugging you across the, I, the microphones over you back. here because I'm always about the authenticity. You know, it's yeah. like if you're going through shit, let people know. Yes, Don't try to hide behind it because when you throw those skeletons in your closet, they'll find them and pull them out. Absolutely. You know, so just be real, be honest, be you and live life, I say, to the max. Yeah. You know, I produced the show next door um, in, the, in the screen over there, the Polish woman that plays Mondays at 1pm and we want to tell you it's her first year ever doing anything like this she's authentic when she needs to cry she cries Jessica right. when life when she has anxiety she talks about it when her father died she talked about it yeah. you know it's like that's. there's a beautiful connection there's a soul connection you have to when yeah. you're real you have to so How many shows are you... You you are like the unsinkable Molly Brown over here with all these shows. So I do the Sheena Metal
2: Experience every day. That's my daily show. And I Mm kind of say that's my baby. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I started with. I was doing Music Highway um, since 2004, and I brought it here Mm -hmm. um, about a month after I started the experience. Mm -hmm. And then the next year, I started Haunted Playground. And Mm -hmm. then...
1: um, Tell us about Hannah's playground because it's it sounds fun. Well, you know I am
2: a paranormal survivor, so I grew up in like an. What does that mean? It, it, it means I grew up in like an, an Amityville slash Conjuring kind of house as a really? child. And where was this house? In in Baltimore, outside of Baltimore, and wow. my mother was you know an in the closet psychic, and my mm. father was a never diagnosed person on the autism spectrum, and those mm. were both things that that are that are huge beacons for paranormal activity, and I was mm. in puberty. I think we were kind of the perfect storm, and that was the uh, imperfect house, and <laughs> it was crazy and insane, and we talked about it. My mom and I talked about it. My dad believed nothing. And, um, what made it
1: crazy and insane? Paint well, the picture. Well,
2: I mean, it was figures around the corner knocking inside the walls, um, mm. things flying out of cabinets like corn, Kind mm. can of corn would fly at you. Mm. Uh, the, The dishwasher literally attacked my mother from a down the door was down and it flew itself up for no reason hard enough to knock her kneecap off and she had to have a surgery. And when she was recuperating from the surgery, her crutch flew across the room and slammed into her incision and reopened it. I mean, it was a lot of stuff. My mom saw a big thing with black wings that would Mm -hmm. hover around the thermostat Mm -hmm. and um, she would think it was my dad because he was kind of a hover and she'd turn around and he'd be like, she'd hear him in the garage and there it would be. Um, You know, we saw everything, Native American people and and pioneer people. My mom was in the laundry room one night and she was switching the laundry from the washing to the washer to the dryer and she looked up and there was a whole Civil War encampment on the front yard and uh, I saw this really bizarre pioneer guy and, um you know, this black figure that would kind of hold me down in the middle of my sleep so I couldn't move and she had the same thing happen except it got a little Mm -hmm. more randy with her. So, um, just all kinds of stuff, you know.
1: So people who are listening right now who are non-believers or, they're like, this this bitch is crazy. Right. But even if they're not, even if they're like, this bitch might be crazy, but I'm also experiencing this. What right. do you tell them?
2: That that, that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. That the best that's thing the to fear do, part, I think. That you're not alone and that mm-hmm. it's not against any spiritual cosmology you have or any community you've grown up in. It, it just happens sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And that's a lesson that we all learn in life, right? I grew up, we moved here when I was 13. I grew up in Huntington Beach, which is, you know, the surf capital of the mm-hmm. world. And I always say, like, three people can be bobbing on a surfboard. And a shark can come and bite one person and not touch the other two. Mm-hmm. And you can't spend your whole life asking why. Mm-hmm. The answer is because. So, mm-hmm. did we pick this house? Did it pick us? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. I still dream about the house all the time. Wow.
1: And you know that shark, I, I love that theory because the shark could also just swim around everyone yeah. and not bother That's anyone. not personal. <laughs> right, exactly. The shark didn't pick
2: you up for any reason. You exactly. didn't do anything wrong. Right. It's just that for whatever reason it picked you.
1: So if someone's going through this, what do you tell them? Like, is it something that they should keep going through or is there like an energy cleansing that we can do? Like, yeah. what do you tell people who are in this circumstance and like are
2: scared? A lot of it is cleansing your own energy. Mm. A lot of it is, um, a lot of it is, is you know, the <laughs> Bad spiritual, bad paranormal activity causes humans to be at each other's throats. Mm. But that the the anger and the fighting and the stress and the anxiety then feeds the paranormal activity. Gotcha. It's so, all
1: frequency, yeah, the frequencies, vibrations. I mean,
2: the happier you are, the more you keep your vibration up, mm-hmm. the less that they can scare you. Mm. The less they're going to be around because that kind of paranormal activity, they're bullies. Now, not all spirits in your house are like bullies or right, attacking right. you. Some of them are just there doing their thing, and mm-hmm. some are what we call a residual haunting where they're like, you know, the civil war guy that pushes the cannon down the field at G- Gettysburg. Right. He doesn't know anybody's there. That's just residual energy of that guy that was there 150 years ago. Gotcha. So it's not, um, it's, it's not, you can't take it personally. And it just is a thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like irritating neighbors. And if it gets so bad that it really is tearing your family apart, and you feel in danger of your life or your sanity, then move, Right, which is what we should have done, except my father didn't believe. But Then luckily he got transferred and we had to move.
1: Luckily, so, or, or fate had it. Or fate had it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And then years later, a couple of years before he died, um, years, years later, mm-hmm. one day um, I was part of a documentary and I showed it to my parents at Christmas and he, was, he saw machines mm-hmm. calculating spirit activity. He saw tape recorders and EMF recorders and he said, oh, you know, when we were in this house, house i would wake up in that house at three in the morning every night and there would be somebody who looked like a franciscan monk sitting on the end of the bed and then he would look at me and then he would stand up and he would just walk through the wall and he would disappear but i didn't think it was paranormal Oh my, my mom lost it. She was like, what in the world did you, because all those years of telling him and him's telling us that we were crazy. Mm -hmm. The truth is he was having experiences too. Mm -hmm. He was just saying, well, I don't believe in that. So it must not be happening.
1: And that's what a lot of people say. That's
2: what a lot of people say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I bought a house here in the Hollywood Hills. It was built in 1961. Oh, haunted. Yeah. And and in a way where, and people like how it's a cool house. Right. Um, And since I renovated it, like I feel that there's like a little bit of confusion in it. Uh Right. Because obviously there's there's things that have changed. Right. And um, like there'll be like the shadow that goes by. Sure. And I'm like, you know, I always for me I just live on a high vibration and I know like attracts like, so I sing through it and I'm happy through it. But um it's interesting because I also I have a very old house in Italy. Like old house. And there was a door that was changed to a wall. Mm -hmm. And it has caused so many problems that one area of the house mm-hmm. there's always like mold and there's always like yeah. something where's our trying door? To crack right mm-hmm. so um you know i i post this and then people are like oh you're crazy no I'm like, no this is an experience that i'm going through and either you understand it or you don't yeah so- i just
2: want to come to your house and see your ghost
1: Come over, yeah, whenever you want. I would right? love that. Laurel Canyon's cool, you know. There's oh, that, Laurel Canyon it's is very so groovy. And there, well, and then is the Have you seen the new documentary? Uh, documentary Echo in the Canyon. No. About all the music that was created there, and then all the new music that's created oh, because oh, of the yeah. old music. yeah.
2: it's uh, unbelievable it's what unbe- was made look, there. Look, I have
1: chills right now. Yeah, the Laurel, Laurel Canyon is very special. And place. when
2: you take that frequency yeah. of of art and spirituality, and you add in the fact that Laurel Canyon just naturally is very haunted, anyhow. Right. I had friends that lived in Laurel Canyon. They did a CD. And when they finished the CD, they were mastering it and, and dur- they had completely missed during the mixing process that there's a voice at the end of one of the tracks mm. that just says, like, help me, he won't let me go. Or it's like, help me, he won't let me go. And they kept it on there, Remix. which I think is so wicked. <laughs> but, um, but it's something that just happened. And they had a weird situation where every time somebody moved in next door, mm-hmm. the happy couple moved in next door within a couple months fighting divorce gone. Wow. And there was something in that house but it's, at one point their house and that house had been the same property mm-hmm. so it's probably just one house was on that property. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. that's
1: All kinds. And what's interesting is you know the market here. The house is on the market for a very, very short time. <laughs> yes, of course. And this house wouldn't sell. Oh, wow. And the woman who owned it was the original builder Okay. and she lived there until her late 90s. She's still alive. I think she's still alive. Um, but she couldn't go up and down the stairs. That was sure. like her main issue. And, you know, she had like Peter on the house. So people were like very turned off by the odor of the house and whatever. Yeah. For me, I'm like blank canvas. Like, I love it. So it was like I literally saw it online, called the broker. He's like, I can't sell this house. And I'm like, because it's meant for me.
2: <laughs> well, and also because the house drew itself to you. Yeah.
1: And yeah. that's what happens. And you know, I also loved. I honored the energy that was there before it. Yeah, I honored the people that created and built it. I'm grateful for them because it's still there. Yeah. And what was interesting was when she moved, um, didn't take her stuff. Okay. So we had a lot of her stuff there, and like pictures of her and her family and her belongings. And you know, it's like, I don't like to get rid of that. No. You know, I'm like, just keep it here and just no. honor honor no. what honor what gave. Like they gave this to me now. Yes. You know, it was like a beautiful baton passing. So and it's That's similar gorgeous. to the house in Colorado that I have, which is um, it was done in 1971 by a famous architect named Charles Hartling. OK, he died. But the woman who commissioned the house, Clotilde Barrett, she's still alive. She's in her 90s. I, I buy houses from old yeah, women. You like haunted you houses. Theme. Yeah. Yeah. Now, old women sell you haunted houses. Bad? Like haunted doesn't mean
2: bad. Or no, haunted it? means, well, technically, in the paranormal community, the, the term that we technically use is active. Active. But I said haunted tonight because, right. you know, for people that understand, but it's the same thing. Active. Uh, the house is active. It has activity. Yeah. It means there's stuff going on. doesn't mean it's bad. Right. And then it can be negative activity. You can mm-hmm. say, I, I grew up in a house that was negatively haunted. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say if I was speaking like at a conference in front of paranormal people. Mm-hmm. I would say I grew up in a, an active house that was that there was a lot of negativity. Oh, I got um, it. But yeah, there's just as much positivity sometimes, there and that's is. perfectly
1: okay the, the Colorado house is all about that yeah like it is such a beautiful thing and when we found it again it was a house that couldn't sell abandoned for three years mm-hmm. illegal grow house mm-hmm. completely like messed up inside no floors uh, the pipes had broken and everything and to me I just saw the vision of what it was mm-hmm. And I, so I honored the the creation of what it was. It's beautiful. And when people came to the house, they're like, oh, did your grandmother die and leave you the house? Yeah. I'm like, no, everything I did inside was to match what she, this woman exactly. Kaltild, would have done. Exactly. And that's so Cotilde, who's now my grandmother, I call her my grandmother, yeah. she comes and visits. She oh, come, nice. drives nine hours from Utah by herself at 90 something. Wow. And she'll stay a weekend. And we have like, she tells me why this is that way and that's that that's way. It's beautiful. And then about Charles Hartling, who was the architect of the home. And it's like, I just feel when that energy happens. Yeah. And when she's there, the house, like, smiles. Yeah, I love that. You know, that. It's, a, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, yeah the word haunted, I think, has a very crazy misconception. It does. You know, and it people are like, ooh, to. because there's Stephen King. Well, and also because. <laughs> and Pet Cemetery. <laughs> because,
2: you know, we grew up uh, in this country descendant of Puritans, right? Right. We grew up in a with a very fundamentalist Christian ideology in this country that ghosts are bad. Yeah, but you know, I'm sorry, but the Bible's got both ghosts all over it. The so Holy Ghost, There's ghosts everywhere. Yeah, the whole the, Mary the, got pregnant by one. One of the top three is a ghost, and Jesus came back as a ghost.
1: So two are ghosts, right? And we
2: don't know God's had a ghost too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just think that it's it's um there's a fear of it because it's different and it's not tangible, right? And it's and it's unknown. People yeah. are very fearful of the unknown. Yet most people believe in God, and that's completely unknown, right? So I just think that, that we need duality. to duality calm down. <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine in Italy, there's a lot less fear of ghosts than there are here because this is a country that we fear everything. Right. So yeah. we're a new country.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of so. course. And Italy is just accepted. It's like what it is. Yeah. You yeah. know? But it's interesting. So for our listeners tonight, you're listening to Max and Friends, I'm your host, Max Tucci here on LA Talk Radio. My guest is Sheena Meadow. You all know we're here on LA Talk Radio. She's been here for years. Speaking of LA Talk Radio, you gotta get the LA Talk Radio app. It's free, it's updated, it's new, you'll love it, it's easy to use, and you can listen to me every night at 8 p.m. on the West Coast. Take me to bed with you Sunday night with the new L.A. Talk Radio app. So for those who are listening tonight, let me just put in this bumper.
0: L.A. Talk Radio, this is
1: Max and Friends. L.A. Talk Radio, this is Max and Friends. My guest, Shena Metal, here is tonight. What does a spiritual counselor really mean?
2: Well, it's it's kind of like being a therapist, although I'm not a therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm not a licensed therapist. It's being a therapist from a spiritual perspective. Okay. So you're, you're dealing with a lot of the same issues that people deal with when they go to therapy and I always tell a lot of my clients, please also have a therapist mm-hmm. and I come from that background. My mom was a therapist and a psychic medium oh, wow. and my grandmother was a very well-known child psychologist so mm. I come from a therapy background.
1: It's in the DNA.
2: Yeah, and I always <laughs> said, oh my god, I'm never going to sit on a couch and listen to people's problems. <laughs> no. Now I sit in a chair at LA Talk Radio
1: and listen the people's problems 18 hours a week
2: um, so <laughs> I like that instead of just I mean I now put psychic medium everywhere because mm-hmm. it's terms people know it's like mm-hmm. the word haunted right but with a lot of my clients, especially clients that are repeat clients, it's much more like counseling and mm-hmm. helping people to be their best you mm-hmm. than it is like, I'm just like, oh, there's going to be a blue crayon in your house. I mean, that kind of predictive stuff is fun when I do parties and it's, it's fun for first time clients to realize that I'm legit. But after that, a lot of my sessions really are about counseling and also mm-hmm. about the uplift of vibration, which really became my mission when my mom died and I founded my nonprofit based on her spiritual Tell teachings. Tell us about the nonprofit. So my mom passed in 2016 and um, she- Were you ready for that? (laughs) Oh, God, no. I thought I would die. I thought I would die too. It never occurred to me I would keep living. I just kept coming and waiting for the Reaper to take me. Really? I wandered around 2016 like I I can't believe it. And then I discovered, uh, I developed an irregular heartbeat and wound up in the ICU at the end of 2016 between Christmas and New Year's with AFib. And I remember I was in the hospital right when Carrie Fisher died and Demi Reynolds died the next day. And I thought, oh, that's it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> this is what's meant to be. But Spirit had other designs for me. And and my mom has been wonderful from Spirit to help me to work with me. So it's kind of like we're still a team and it's helped the grieving process a lot. Mm-hmm. But she always claimed that her purpose on the earth was to give birth to me. And I, after she died, I found a journal where she had written that down and, and it really kind of stuck with me. And I know she had said it a lot when she was alive. And I suddenly realized that that I was put on this earth to to suck up all of her teachings for the first half of my Mm -hmm. life and spend the second half of my life sharing them with the world and I wanted to do something and I didn't know what I wanted to do and then we had a presidential election on her birthday and I saw a lot of my friends no longer being friends and people not talking to their parents and I thought well this is the most bizarre thing that's ever happened and then Spirit said to me, hey, you know what? This is what you're going to do. And, and literally I was driving to – I was getting in the car one day to drive to her house to go through her stuff. Mm-hmm. And Spirit said, you're going to pull over, get, go to a Starbucks or someplace with Wi-Fi. You're going to order this URL. And this is what you're going to do. And my mother always thought that humanity needed more peace, love, kindness, and unity. So those are the four words. Mm -hmm. And the Raising the Vibration thing, honestly, I mean, that's what I believe. It's what my mother believed. But that terminology really came from spirit. Mm. And they said it's going to be called IamRaisingTheVibration.com, and it's a movement. And we started, and I gathered about 20,000 people, and then... Nine months later, I was sort of like, so what do I do now? And it was the summer of 2017, and I'd spent a lot of 2017, you know, getting my heart beat right and dealing with all of that. And I was in a Walmart parking lot, and Spirit said, pull over, here it comes. And they said, it's going to become a nonprofit. You're going to call it RaisingTheVibration.org, which I could not believe that that URL was, was available. available. <laughs> um, you're going to become a minister, and you're going to open your spiritual practice. And you're going to do this and this and this. And I literally was writing things down on a napkin that I kept in the little mm-hmm. coffin between my seats in my car. <laughs> and I thought, okay, this is wonderful, but none of this is ever going to happen. I've never wanted to be a minister. I don't even know how to get ordained. Two weeks later, I was broadcasting my daily show, The Sheena Metal Experience, from the Hollywood Improv for my radio anniversary, which is in August. And a friend of mine that was sitting there had a nonprofit. And as she got up and walked away, I said, you know what? I'm going to pick your brain next week about the nonprofit because I have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. And a man who was sitting at the table who had come with a friend of mine who I did not know. We sat on a board of directors together, but we'd never met. Mm-hmm. He said, um, are you starting going to start a nonprofit? And so I told the story of the Walmart parking wow. lot. And he said, I'm the president of American Trinity University. Wow. Come with me and I will ordain you. And I will I, I will help you set up your nonprofit if what you're talking about is what I heard you talk about from the stage. And I said, that's it. And then that was it. And there he was. So I got ordained about a month later. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> and I thought my ministry was going to be the Raising the Vibration nonprofit. And that's where I was going to go. And then I did my first gathering. I invited a bunch of people. We did it at a theater. And we gathered in peace, love, kindness, and unity. And I have a a wonderful guest who's a friend of mine that directed What the Bleep Do We Know? And we just kind of sat around and talked about peace and love and kindness and unity, and that afternoon, a friend of mine called me and she said, you know, we have a friend who's a pastor at MCC. You should get him to get him to your church because that's where you should be. And I called my friend and he said, well, wouldn't that be great, but I'm retired. And we kind of laughed and I'm like, isn't that funny? She thinks you can <laughs> make me a staff pastor at your church. He said, well, what I can do is I can introduce you to our senior pastor. And he brought Keith Mazingo on my radio show. And it was like we'd known each other forever. Uh-huh. And two weeks later, we were having lunch at Jerry's Deli. And he said... Uh, how would you feel about coming on board? And I have this idea that we really want to start an interfaith program. And would Mm -hmm. you be interested in doing an interfaith service? Beautiful. It all just interface everything just I haven't had to do anything, Max, but just say yes and show up. I mean that's honestly, it. the easiest thing but show I've ever up, done
1: in my life show up is the most important. Show up. You gotta do your work. And, and be in service. Yeah, and be in service. And know
2: that at any minute. I just spoke mm-hmm. last night for a big sh- a big uh service for the Transgender Day of Remembrance and mm-hmm. I did the opening blessing. And a lot of people say to me, like, So what are you gonna do next? And I'm like I don't, whatever spirit asked me to do, Beautiful. I don't know. I just stay well for the service. end of the
1: show, I want you to do a blessing for this week. Okay, but we're I gonna will. play a song piece before we get there. Okay. What was your mom's name? Uh, Lena. Full name. Uh, lena josephine and you know i always say that because every time we say their name their spirit lives on so I, you said my mother and her yeah. and she but i needed to know her name just for yeah just for the sake of vibration and raising it we're going to play peace and when we come back we're going to talk about grief because i know that yes. people it's the time of that season where people are dealing with it they don't know how sure the holidays suck for a lot of people sure. it's the most shittiest time of the year yep and when we get back we're going to talk about it right now sabrina johnson peace i'm your host for max Tucci. i'm max and friends and other talk radio we'll be right back Talk Radio, this is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. That was Sabrina Johnson. Peace. We all need some peace in this world. Well, if you all heard the conversation that she and I just had <laughs> during the song. Wow,
2: Kismet
1: to the Max. <laughs> to the Max. You know, that was the name of the radio show. It was called To the Max oh, and they went to Max and Friends. Nice. Yeah. So we were just talking about Delmonico's. Yeah. And you have a great story about Delmonico's. Del
2: Delmonico's is one of my favorite places in the world. I'm an, an, an early American history buff. Mm-hmm. And the idea that it the, was the first really fine dining restaurant mm-hmm. in the country, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And I went there in 20, 2006, the first time I went to do the Vagina Monologues in mm-hmm. Manhattan. First time I'd ever done it. And we went to Delmonico's one night and uh, we had to leave because everybody was so freaked out by the <laughs> spirit activity. I always think it's not as bad as the house I grew up in, so I'm fine. And and we're in such a hurry to leave that I had to take my ribeye to go. And we, the, the monologues had put us up at the St. Regis in Midtown. And um, the bathroom had a TV in it, so while everybody slept, I sat in the bathroom <laughs> and uh, and ate my ribeye and watched Law and Order.
1: The Monaco cut steak,
2: the Monaco <laughs> in a to-go
1: box. That's the best, uh, and it was still amazing. <laughs> Isn't that great?
2: So yeah, I have. N- I, I always. I mean, I cannot imagine a trip to New York without going there. It's it's literally one of my favorite yeah. places. I feel so passionate about it. But that neighborhood. Oh. You walk in. Have you ever seen
1: Gangs of New York? Oh, God. Okay, so that's very similar to that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there you go. So that really happened all around there. And there's actually one scene where they cut to the D for the DeMonico's restaurant. Uh And it's there. And all of that happened down there. Oh, yeah. You know, and also Bowling Green, which is the train station down there, because that's where people would go and bowl. So there's like this ri- and they built a wall. It was like a very weird part of the city. Yes. And there's also and the. You can um, feel
2: those ghosts at night when you walk out. Yeah. It's- and
1: there's that little cemetery there next yes. to the, little, uh, the old St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Cathedral where the DeMonico family are buried in mm-hmm. the vault underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich history. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you know what I was going to say before Sabrina Johnson's Peace Song came on, uh, ended, was that for like 10 years I've been trying to do a book. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting because every publisher's like, oh, like, what's the significance now? And I'm like, now it's like, it it created what we know today as fine dining. Yeah. What do you mean, the significance? So, like, things are all coming together. Great author is my co writer, Becky Diamond. Beautiful. Thousand Dollar Dinner. You will love it. I will get you a copy of the book. I cannot wait. And it's about how Delmonico's and a restaurant in Philadelphia were like the first Iron Chef and were competing. I I was just going to say, what's the
2: significance now? Everything's become about celebrity
1: chefs and fine dining restaurants. And what's interesting with Delmonico's was it never was about celebrity chefs. You know, because the chefs weren't celebrated then. Yeah. It was like they would come and cook. And if you had a really good grill man, you had a, you scored. Yeah. And now, and then of course, I mean, the first, uh, Escoffier was um, the the cookbook, the first cookbook from Delmonico. Sure. Um, you know, he was celebrated and it's, it's a fascinating, but we got to talk about grief for the holiday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because we, we we'll we, talk
2: we, about chef culture for two uh, hours. For two hours right here yeah. on Max and Friends. Yeah. I'm your
1: host Max Suchi, My guest tonight is So before we went to break, we were talking about how your mom, 2016 mm-hmm. passed, you went through a grieving process. Oh, yeah. So for those who are going through holidays are like I I always joke I say they're the most wonderful time and the most shittiest time of the year exactly yeah. you know and so for people who are going through or who just lost someone we just had like the senseless school shooting just not too long ago and um, there's gonna be a child not at Christmas or Absolutely. Hanukkah or. Yeah. whatever this year Yeah. what do you tell people who are listening tonight during these holidays and how to stretch do we stretch out the grieving process or how do we go through it
2: well I think that you know we talked earlier in the show about your organic truth Mm -hmm. and I think how you deal with grief is part of your organic truth Mm -hmm. there is no recipe for how to deal with grief Mm -hmm. and there's no timeline Mm -hmm. so anybody who tells you like aren't you over that yet whether it's somebody dying it's a relationship ending Mm -hmm. it's an injury whatever it is Mm -hmm. you're over it when you're over it in your own time Mm -hmm. and there's and you're never the same you know my mother was my best friend she was my soulmate Mm -hmm. she was my only family and when when that happens you don't ever you don't it's not like oh one day you just go okay i'm over it right i mean i'm never going to be the same person and are you an only child i'm an only child she was my only relative yeah and i think that i mean i have you know have some people that are related to me legally she was adopted um but i haven't seen them since i was 10 years old so she was my only family and um you, you're you never going to be the same and you have to stop expecting yourself to be the same person you were before mm-hmm. and just enjoy the new person. So when people say, are you okay? I always say, oh, I'm, I'm fine, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. There's something that will never be the same, even mm-hmm. though she and I are in such close contact mm-hmm. from where she is. And it's okay. And it's totally okay. Yeah. And we always had such a spiritual connection anyhow. Right that to have one now that's all spirit is mm-hmm. for the most part okay yeah. every once in a while i miss her laugh i miss yeah. like seeing her in person and i miss being able to call her and have her tell me something mm-hmm. funny and I, I know this sad. is gonna sound
1: crazy for people no. listening but with my cell phone i keep all of my mom's voicemails i have hers too <laughs> As a matter of fact, my, my mom is still alive but i'm like you know i'm just i want to savor those as a matter of fact
2: uh, my phone fell in the pool this summer and it went swimming and it didn't live And I spent, I cannot even tell you an exorbitant amount of money to get the data recovered. Mm -hmm. The one thing I was worried about not getting back with all the contacts that were in there, Mm -hmm. it was my mother's voicemail. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, my mom and and you have a similar story. My mom is actually Lithuanian, came from Lithuania during the war. Mm -hmm. So her mother, only child, mother and father living in these camps and displaced person camps, they were, they were a unity. And, um, my mom cared for my, my grandmother for a very long time. My grandmother died in her Mm nineties, my mother's mom. And, um, my mom, you sound so similar to that. Cause she's like, she was my only family. Mm-hmm. Like that's all, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but she's yeah. still with you, mm-hmm. you know? And, she she, is. and my mom, like, I know when it hits her hard because she'll say, I miss my mommy so much. Yeah. And she goes back into that inner child. And uh-huh. that's like when I could just weep for, for her. When but, I
2: feel her with me. And yeah. I feel her a lot with me when I'm at my church. And I didn't grow up like a church person. We didn't mm-hmm. belong to a church. I never thought I'd be a minister. Mm-hmm. But I found this really groovy, progressive, all-encompassing, lovely, evolved place. What is it called? It's called Metropolitan Community Church. And mm-hmm. my mom... And where is it? It's uh, Mine is in Hollywood. This okay. is the, I'm at the Founders Church. But okay. they're all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, My mom... Um she loved church services but she never found a church that stuck with her mm. and she would have loved this church mm-hmm. and um, she loves it through you I feel her yeah. when I'm there and the music's <laughs> playing yeah I can feel her just like clapping and laughing because she loved church music mm-hmm. and we would sometimes watch services like interfaith services and stuff on Christmas Eve at home on TV mm-hmm. but she never found a church that she really clicked with which is why I was never baptized she thought it should be my choice
1: mm-hmm. and it was and it was and, and, it and I thought I
2: would never get baptized and then last weekend at 52 I got baptized beautiful yeah because I found the place like she said someday kids you'll find the place that's your home yeah. And that's where you do it. And joy I found rising. the place that was my home.
1: Joy rising. Right? <laughs> right? Vibration, vibration raising. raising. Exactly. Raising. Raising raising the vibration. Raising the vibration. I love it. You know, we could talk forever. Um, I really, I'm so grateful that you're here tonight. I'm so glad to you. Be know, here. You know, it's like where we are is exactly where we're supposed to be. And Absolutely. it was that 11-year mark where you and I were supposed to be sitting here right Absolutely, here tonight. Absolutely, yes. Because all of that, nothing else, all the things that happened in your life in these past 11 years, we wouldn't be able to share these stories. exactly. So I'm grateful that you're here just for tonight's conversation, let alone. But there's so much to read about, so much to talk about. Um, Let's see. Is there something that you want to talk about for our listeners tonight? I what mean, do you feel in spirit for our listeners? I times?
2: mean, I just think that it's important that people know that we're all doing the best we can mm. and that... Um, you can't put too much pressure on yourself. You can't. First of all, you can't control how other people act. Mm-hmm. You can only fix yourself. Mm-hmm. And everybody's not always going to be perfect. Every situation's not going to be perfect. Every holidays is not going to be perfect. I think there's so much pressure on us now to have the perfect everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the perfect meal and the perfect relationship and mm-hmm. the perfect television show. And we get so disappointed when things are less than perfect. But mm-hmm. kind of the beauty of life mm-hmm. is things are less than perfect. Yeah. So you just I always say if you can, and I do this with myself, if you can put your head on the pillow at the end of the day and say this was a good day yeah that's all you can ask for yeah. doesn't have to be the best day ever right doesn't have to be you know better than everything else mm-hmm. it just has to be i was happy today yeah. and i think that's all we can ask for i think we have i know when i deal with my my personal clients and my students oftentimes there's this un unrealistic expectation for the Mm -hmm. level of happiness that we're all supposed Mm -hmm. to have all the time.
1: The Norman Rockwell experience. Right.
2: And (laughs) and I think of Earth as like soul school and each incarnation as a semester. Mm -hmm. And we're learning. We're here to learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you went and took a class and the class was all like, every day we eat ice cream and there's rainbows, (laughs) you're not learning. The learning is, oh my God, can I pass this test and can I get this paper turned in? Is it going to be okay? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in life. We can't expect everything's going to be perfect. And get disappointed when it's not. Yes, just perfectly like very imperfect. Just like Mary Poppins said, yeah. perfectly imperfect in every and way. In and that's everyone. how
1: it's supposed to be. And and uh, You know, I like the thing about like food, especially. Oh, I love food. Oh, yeah, obviously. Me too. But you know, it's like in life there's I I was taught this theory through a very special person in my life, and it's like imagine your whole life just eating one flavor of ice cream. Yeah, Your whole life you eat vanilla. But then you find out that there's chocolate. Yeah, And then you find out there's pistachio. And then you find out there's strawberry. Yeah, In the end it's all just ice cream. You're just experiencing a different exactly. flavor. Yeah, so I like to experience the flavors. I remember of life. as a kid,
2: the first time we walked inside a Baskin Robbins, uh-huh. and I thought, "What? In, I have died and gone to flavors. fat child heaven. <laughs> like, is this even real? Because there were yeah. all there's all this ice cream in these engine. giant tubs, and I'm like, really? Uh-huh. You can order whatever you want." And, but best. that's
1: like, you have to think of life like that, yeah. right? That and- Well, I was lucky enough to grow up in the restaurant, you know, Delmonico's. So, you knew so we all the- had, we had baked Alaska. We had like every sure. treat available. Sure. So I, and my Aunt Mary was my Auntie Mame. So like, we really grew up in this, like, in like a Turner classic movie right. You know, right. of Delmonico's, backdrop Delmonico's. Right. So I grew up with all of the, like the, the desire and the craving to taste everything. In yes. Life. Yes. You know, and it's, and yeah. it's available. There's such an abundance of, taste. Yeah. And an abundance of flavor. Exactly. In this world. And
2: me too and I think because my mom had grown up so poor and been orphaned and then was adopted by very wealthy people that sort of stuck her in boarding school and forgot about her um, she she started having all her childhood experiences she never had with me as I was having them. Yeah. So it was like, let's try this or once she took me out of school for two weeks, we went love to the it. Smithsonian. She was like, You're gonna learn more in the Smithsonian than you would learn in a That's year of right. school. And she took me out and we did that, or we would go, you know, go to Gettysburg and wander around and look at Civil War things, or just it. anything I wanted to do that would be
1: fun. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know? My father did that with us. He's like, You're coming to Italy for six months. You're yeah. going to go live there and you're going to experience things that you will never experience exactly. In school. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And my sister continues that tradition with her daughter. Good. She's like, You're not going to school. We're going everywhere we want to go. Right. And you did. Yeah. And we did. We and do. you bought a house there. Yeah. <laughs> I inherited a house there. Oh, nice. In Italy. Yeah. Okay. So that was fun. But nonetheless, like the illusion of time is upon us. <laughs> I know,
2: right? What's this, what's this time?
1: It's, I don't know. It's something on the time wall. Time is an illusion <laughs> it, for the sure. the illusion of time. So before we go, Will you give us a blessing to go into this week? Yeah. I love it. So, I whatever absolutely Spirit has will. to say, sure. let's do that.
2: All right. Um, spirit, universe, God, goddess, great spirit, whatever name you use, because Spirit's not picky. Please uh, bless all of the listeners of Max and friends and everyone listening at LA Talk Radio today to keep us happy and healthy and safe and centered and on our paths through this holiday season that can sometimes be a little difficult for folks as we, we deal with all of the, the extra input and the demand to to be happy and to be active. And, and please keep our loved ones safe and and let us know that we are each having our own experience on this mm. earth under universal design exactly as it's supposed to be that God has a plan for us all and that everything that's happened in our lives is for a reason and that we're all absolutely going to be okay and to think of life as a, as a half full glass and focus on the beautiful things in your life and the wonderful things in your life and, and move through the things that don't make you happy and move past the things that don't make you happy as, to the best of your ability and remember that as hard as things may seem or as difficult as a time may be, as my mama used to always say, this too shall pass. And on the other end of that, there is a light and it's warm and it's lovely and it's a new day and it's new chances and it's new hope for you. And you just have to, as my mama said again, keep the faith, kids. Mm. And I love you all and I'm here for all of you. And uh, we ask that God take care of us and, uh, and get us through this season. And we thank universe for the blessings of our lives and, and all of the light and the warmth and the beauty that is in this universe And we promise in return to take care of each other, to love each other, to be peaceful with each other and loving and kind and as unified as we can possibly be at the holidays, and that we will continue to raise the vibration and honor the gifts that Spirit has given us. And we ask this in the name of Spirit
1: and in the name of the light. Amen. And so it is. Amen. Thank you so much oh, my for pleasure. that. That's beautiful. And you know, I just echo that. I love you all for tuning in. Sheena Metal, where can we find you?
2: Uh, Sheena Metal uh, Spiritual.com is where my new website will be raisingthevibration.org. I'm also at IAMRaisingYourVibration.com. That's my spiritual hub. And my interfaith service, which you can watch around the world online, is at SaturdayNightSpiritual.com. And if you Google Sheena Metal, you're going to find me. I think I'm the only one. Are you on Instagram? Everywhere, yes. At Sheena Metal. There you go. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. At Sheena Metal. YouTube.
1: I love you for being here.
2: I love you too. And I stalked you and followed you on Instagram while we were sitting here.
1: Good. <laughs> I appreciate like that. Like a stalker. <laughs> well, if you all want to know, that is at Max Tucci Radio. And my private one is at to the Max Tucci. If I don't welcome you into that space, know that I reserve that for people that I really have in my in my inner circle. But you can always come to Max and Fran or to the Max. What is it? Max? I don't know. Max LA Talk Radio. Find me. Love me. I love you for tuning in. I love you all. I really do. And just as Sheena said, let's just echo that into this week. I love you for listening. If you need to talk, tweet me at Max Tucci. Let's connect. And remember, you know, there's that beautiful saying, perfectly imperfect. That's what we are. Take that into this week. Love one another. Let love just be your vibration. Raise the vibration. Raise the frequency. Be the love you want to see in the world. And until we join again here on Max and Friends, I love you for tuning in. Good night and good karma. I'm your host for Max Tucci for Max and Friends here on LA Talk Radio.